Jam Radio, everybody. My name's Jeremy Siegel, alongside my co-host, Mike. What's up? What's up? What's going on? How are you, Mike? It's been a while. Yeah, it's weird. It, uh, it's a weird feeling not doing the podcast for two weeks, but I'm a fan of our new format. I'll try it out. It's definitely going to be different, but I think it should work. This is still a test in progress. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how I, it works. I think I like the more casual, more passionate, less work. <laughs> Passion. That's what we need, Mike. Yeah. We need to feel like we feel something again, and this pandemic is taking it away. So what's been going on, Siegel? Baseball started. Yeah, that's basically the biggest news of my life is I'm watching baseball, and the Tigers are doing good. As we speak, they're ahead. We'll see if they can hold that. Uh, Diamondbacks suck. And your Mets? Well, <laughs> the, uh, the Mets haven't played yet. The uh, you know, the Nationals got COVID, and the whole series got postponed. So that's great. Soto, you Special, yeah, I have, a, I have a theory that the Nationals' best player Juan Soto has COVID, and they don't want to announce it to slander him. I think they should slander him. They should, but the Nationals are cowards and they suck. Well, there you go, folks. Conspiracy theory confirmed. Juan Soto has COVID. Four people have it. They called up an outfielder to replace somebody. Oh, I didn't realize four people had it. I yes. thought it was just one yes. person. I oh, feel like okay. it, it has to be. If it was like a scrub, we would know who it is by now. All I'm saying. Yeah, they're they're hiding behind some shit. They don't want to face the Mets. They're scared. Yes. They see Lindor and they're like, damn. Grom day one, but anyway, let's just jump into it because we got a lot of songs to cover. Yes, we have a lot to go through, so we should not daddle, diddle daddle. Nope, dilly dally, dilly daddle. (laughs) Okay, anyway, welcome to two weeks of Jam Radio in one podcast, week 11, entitled Smile Tutorial. Uh, good name, bad name, thoughts. (laughs) <laughs> fine i guess okay uh right off the bat i want to point out that we're not going to hit every song because we have two weeks to cover now uh we're only going to talk about the songs we like or have something to talk about with uh that have lore to them uh and we'll still be doing top fives each week at the end of our week review or talk about the songs we'll still do the top five so after week 11 top five then we'll go into week 12 top five there and show new format trying it out but let's just jump into it yeah uh, so my first two songs because they're combined in my head are uh bad child by tones and i and super lonely by beanie and gus dapperton uh so these songs are in my head combined because they're both tiktok songs and i think this was the time we were I was really diving into TikTok because of the pandemic and being inside and bored. Uh, oh, wait. This is the April Fool's week. I wanted to review TikToks. Just whatever. Oh, well. Too late. Now we can next review week, TikTok songs. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's crazy to think that these songs would be like the backdrop to someone's high school years like Vine was for at least me. Like, when I think of Vine, I think of that fucking Panda song by Designer with two eyes. 
Panda, panda. It's oh, like that song is so bad. It's those moment songs. It's like it was fucking huge, and then people hear it like ten years later, and they go, "Why did why did we like those songs?" Another song like that was DJ Got Us Falling in Love by Usher. Uh, it's just it's just one of those songs that had its moment in the sun, it's and a now it's school like, dance classic. It's just like so. It's like oh my god, we liked that. But my my question to you, Mike, with both these songs is. How do you think these songs will, uh, these type of generic pop songs with the 15 second good hooks will stand up to the test of time? I actually like that question a lot. And it's hard to tell. Um, so I'm going to like use anecdotal evidence from what we know that now. I think like some like of the people from that generation will remember the songs, but I don't think it'll be a big deal. I, I know, like, sometimes my parents or teachers or stuff will talk about stuff like that that they remember, but they, like, only remember the hook or that one catchy line. And not, it's not like they don't care for the actual song. So, yeah. So we'll we'll hear these. Well, I guess we're too old now, but, like, these are, like, the songs, the playlists will be, like, I remember when my dad had a reunion. He had to find all this music. That'll be their reunion songs. I don't think I want to jump onto the floor to Bad Child. Where it's, it's not a very catchy tune other than the hook, I guess, like you said. It's just weird to think about that. I think now that we're older, we can reflect on that too, where we have songs like you do that ref- remind us of times in our lives. And this will be some, these type of songs will be someone's generational songs. And to me, it's sad. It's a fun thought. <laughs> um, but anyway want to go to your first song yeah sure so what i want to talk about i have a little bit to say about big business monkey by daniel johnston um i did like uh walking the cow better um overall aesthetically technically and probably lyrically or just as a concept but i just wanted to shout out a few of the lyrics from big business monkey um it's uh kind of talking about capitalist society and the effects of like individual endeavors and aspirations that capitalism has um very depressing and it, it like this is the best display of how poignant i think daniel johnson is despite his quirkiness and just weirdness um it's short but like the lyrics kind of hit you this uh everything you cling to will rot everything you do will be forgot by everyone you try to impress so yeah that song is depressing and it sucks because I always think about like a monkey in a suit when I read Big Business Monkey. But yeah, um, I'm a few notes on that. Any thoughts on that one? That song sounds like a rehashing of Walking the Cow to me. That's I think I brought this up when we talked about Daniel Johnston last time. It just sounds very similar. <laughs> I know. Wasn't he like really young when he did this? Yeah, he just like recorded it on like his cassette tape so i guess it does like they sound similar yeah i mean it's he's not a bad performer but i only know two of his songs or three of his songs so sound very similar in my head but anyway your next song because i know we're doing a little bit out of order we probably both of... have a few to say about honeybee by steam power giraffe um steam power giraffe is really cool they have they're like a steampunk like mime puppet improv band what I learned doing research is that they have like their own lore and mythology. And that there've been like comic books that have been written about the Steam Power Giraffe. Um, 
they wear these like steampunk outfits and they act like mimes in the music videos and stuff. It's cool. Uh, the thing is, like, this song isn't weird like that, though. It's just really nice. I have a lot of good memories of my friends showing me this song in high school, so it always have like a nice place in my heart. Uh, high praise for this honeybee. Seagull, what do you have to say about it? Uh, this song is one of the songs that you recommended this year that is like one of my favorite. Um, like you said, the lore is like, especially what captured me about this band. I went on a deep dive after you recommended me this, these guys, and they're fascinating because I think any band that has lore and like dresses up, like you've mentioned, or like you've recommended before twerp and uh, maybe that, uh, Danny, don't you know band? I don't know if they dress up. Uh, I mean, they dress up and there's a little bit of lore. Ninja Sex Party, but um, Twerp yes. is like, yeah. It is, it is similar, yeah. It's very, it's very David Bowie-esque in the character development on stage. So, it, but they go above and beyond with their like face paint and they, yeah, like you said, they like do interesting movements. I'll link the, uh, in the show notes, the music video so you guys can go experience them. But yeah, they have years of lore and it's very interesting. I like the song. The band's even more interesting, and they deserve so much more attention because they put so much work into it, I feel like, and they just don't have a lot of people that know them. But it's a very good song. Uh, and lore, plus plus. Good song, good lore. Uh, also, the harmonies and uh, the, the harmonies and the deep parts. I always give it appreciation for, like, Stephen Merritt. Uh, they give love to that, like, honeybee. That part, it's top-notch. I think that guy left the band, honestly, or supposedly, but whatever. He's my favorite part. I like that. Uh, do you want to talk about Time Adventure? Um, I have a quick... Uh, actually, I don't know who this song's by. It's just by the person who plays BMO in Adventure Time. Um, oh, it's Rachel something, I'm pretty sure. It's look, from the look, end of this is just the song from the end of Adventure Time, not the Come Along With Me one, but the one that the characters are singing, like in the scene before that. Um, I just wanted to quickly shout out the end of Adventure Time. It's a very cute, sad, touching little thing. I missed that show. I I never watched Adventure Time. I went when I was looking up this song. This song got to me. Uh it's amazing. And I watched the ending. What? I don't know any of the what? characters. I thought you hated the song. I, maybe I did originally the first time uh-huh. around, but it's like deep now. Like we've always, we're always going to be back then. Happening, happen, happen. happening. Ha- yeah, it's so good. That's right? it's fucking genius. I don't know. Maybe I was just cynical back then. I watched the music video. I don't know what's happening in the show. One of my notes is like, look up the the Rebecca Sugar rendition for even more sadness. She performed that. Uh, they performed oh, that's that, probably uh, who does the BMO voice. Oh no, no, Rebecca not. Sugar. Uh, creator of Steven Universe. It's another good show that ended. That was sad. Um, I just well, actually I wanted to shout out like Cartoon Network, this generation of it in general, because it doesn't get the respect it deserves. IMO. I I want to watch Adventure Time now. I don't know what the fuck is happening in the show, but they use harmony to defeat creatures that uh, in the different animation styles. I'm like I'm intrigued. I want to. Adventure Time has a lot of filler and weirdness, but it's also. Um, like really good and like serious. I know like, it's it has a super dark backstory. Yeah, that's all I know. 
and uh, Jake is the voice of Bender, so I'll, I'll already like it. Oh, really? Futurama. Yeah, that that voice actor is the same John person. Shada? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, you're talking about John DiMaggio, yeah. Yes, John they're, DiMaggio. They're both welcome on JM Radio, of course. Oh, my God. For Bender and Jake, I'm in. Uh, but that's pretty much all I have to say. I can't believe you like it. Oh, I... The more I listen yeah. to it this week, I'm like, oh, this is like one of my favorite songs this week. I was and now finding out all this stuff about Adventure Time, which I didn't know. So I understand people have a connection differently if it's part of a show. Um, yeah, I, I want to watch Adventure Time now. I have a theory. I think Adventure Time like cultivated the vibe of all the weird kids today. It's definitely DIY music. Like, yeah, it, it's all those people ukulele. definitely watched Adventure Time growing up. Yeah, it's the ukulele movement. I mean, I, I even that woman that you mentioned plays the ukulele on stage at Comic-Con in her cover, so it's very... Wait, so you did watch that? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know her name, but yeah, I watched that, and I watched the version from the show. Yeah. It's... I love... I like that show. Well, not the show, the song a lot. Maybe I'll like the show, because I like the song, but... Very highly recommend. Listen to the lyrics... It's a very interesting concept. I mean, it's simple, but touching, is, I guess, is the best word to say it. Um, yeah. So, drastically different. <laughs> My next song is Smile, No One Cares How You Feel uh, by the Gothic Archies. Stephen Merritt, classic, as always. We've talked about Stephen Merritt a lot. If you want to listen to us talk about the, the Gothic Archies, we talked about them week one of this show. Uh, but this is the eighth book in association with uh, a series of unfortunate events because these songs on this album came out with the books, the audiobooks. So if you're a series of unfortunate events person, maybe you can tell us how the plot relates. I tried to figure it out. I couldn't. But this should be the theme song of a Joker movie. And I've made yeah, this I argument. I think we both said that. I think we both said that when we first heard it. This is literally a Joker movie. It has like the 1940s vibe and it... If this was in like the Joaquin Phoenix movie, it would have made perfect sense because it's just like the la di da, like him walking through the streets as shit explodes behind him. It's that perfect motif with the slow melody, the soul stirring vocals of uh, Stephen Merritt. And my favorite line about Stephen that Stephen Merritt said about this song is, I have a naturally gloomy face and as well as a comically low bass voice so all my life until i grew a full beard people would come up to me and cheerfully command me to smile so i wrote this one explaining that you should smile if you want to be a more efficient sociopath the joker it's the joker <laughs> like perfectly yep uh my one comment on this is hey be happy no bobby mcferrin i won't be happy it's for all the bobby mcferrin people out there uh Probably going to cut that. I have no idea what you're talking about. So uh, Don't worry. Be happy. Oh, that's him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a great song. Do you, I'm, I know Mike likes this song, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. you want you have anything to say on it? Not really. My main note was it should be in the Joker. I like, I want to remark how much I love the flavor of this album and like the childlike spookiness of series of unfortunate events. Yeah, this makes me feel like it's not a kid's book. It makes me want to watch, yeah. It makes me want to watch the, whatever media there is about it or read the books. 
they made a show on Netflix. I don't think it got renewed though. They yeah, it was recently, right? The past few years. Yeah, I, I watched the movie. I don't remember much about it though. Uh, but yeah, I did. I watch that movie. I don't know. I, I probably read the books when I was a kid. I know my my dad read me the books as a kid because I was a dumb person when I was a kid. I didn't read until I was like fifteen. Um, Vonnegut got me into reading. Thanks, Mister Falconetti. Okay. Uh, you want to go to your next uh, one? Do I want to talk about Nevermint or just go to? Yeah, sure. I'll say I, this is like another meme slash TikTok song, like that beginning uh, scores in a lot of memes. Um, unfortunately, because I like the song. American football is like an early beginning of like this kind of emo movement. Um, has that iconic album cover with the house on it that a lot of people go like visit. Um, I just love the hometown melancholic vibe and the lyrics. Um, they aren't super deep, but it's just about like falling out of love and stuff. Um, the music video is fun. I mean, it's not fun. It's kind of sad, but it's like hometown love, like parties, like life. Um, it's like I'm not a regular listen. I don't listen to the song, but I do like it and I listen to it every now and then. That's all I really have to say. Any thoughts on Never Met? My two cents is that if you like modern baseball, you'll like these guys. They're the original modern baseball. That's yeah, that's fair. It's it's very similar. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. They came first, so if anything, modern baseball should be compared to them. But you hear that, Brendan Lukens? Is that the main singer for yeah. modern baseball? The guy who's awesome. I, it looks funny. Yeah. I love that guy. He's just again, modern baseball is great. So these guys are just the original modern baseball. And football related, so another sports team. Yeah, no, there was a thing about sports and emo bands. I don't know. Because uh, when I equate two things, emo and sports, yeah. <laughs> same category. Um, yeah, you have another song in between my next one? Yes. Uh, so my next song, two, set, two points on this. Wait a Million Years by the Grassroots. When I listen to this, whatever the beeping noise, or like the after you get past the intro part, it gave me like tinnitus in my ear, so that's the my review of this song. It, my Bad. ear still has problems uh, because of listening to the song with headphones. So be warned: don't listen to this song too loud. It's a very high pitched thing. It hurts. Uh, but for all the Office fans out there, uh, uh, this band was has a lot of it, different iterations, but the most famous one was this iteration with the this cast of uh, people and Creed Barton was actually one of the members of this group. I think it was Bratton. Bratton, sorry. Yeah. I always say Barton for some reason. True Office fan over here. Um, uh, but he actually left right before this single got released because he got kicked out of the band when he was drunk and complaining. Uh, so right before the single was released in this fifth album, he got kicked out. Uh, Silly Creed. But he was part of the best parts of the grassroots in the uh, late 60s, so... If you want to support him, go listen to the rest of their stuff. They have a lot of great stuff from the uh, late 60s. Uh, great rock band. They didn't write their own music, sadly. Uh, and they didn't play a lot of their own instruments, except at live events, which was interesting. That was Creed's complaint. He wanted to play real his music at the events and complained about it and got kicked out. Good for sticking up for the artist. Fuck you, Creed. Okay, great. Just kidding. Creed like my favorite character from the show. <laughs> Uh, I think we each have one more. So let's 
roll on through. Oh, yeah, this is definitely my biggest one on the playlist. Um, three out of three, Weather Tanko by Mains and Monitors. Um, the song is like Origami Angel levels of like, did my subconscious make this song for me? Like, it's literally <laughs> a, an emo song about like a Nintendo related subject, specifically Mario Kart speedrunning. Um, I'm like not that into uh, speedrunning as a thing overall. But I think it's—I just think it's so cool to, uh, combining those two things. Um, it's so it's the song starts with like an excerpt from excerpt from this guy, uh, YouTuber Summoning Salt, who is somebody I would definitely recommend. Who um, talking about this speedrunning tactic called a weather tanko? That's like this one track in Mario Kart 64. You have to if you like glitch through a mountain and you get through it. Um, you like get the craziest time on the track, uh, and if you get it three times, you like set the record probably. And but it's like the chances of that happening are like something unreal. One out of it says it says it in the song, but like one out of like a ridiculous number. Um, so the song is like an emo song from the point of view of somebody trying to set the record, get three out of three weather tankos on one lap, on one race, and uh, it's I just think it's like so cool. Um, it even like personalizes the guy a little bit, which is funny. Like he talks about uh, trying to get the run and says like, "I don't need sunlight. I just need to find some way to appreciate my life." There's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. I lie, but I don't want to fix it. I want to pretend that I don't give a shit, which is hilarious. Because like, I don't know. No, nobody, the actual guy who, who did end up getting three out of three, like nobody knows if he was like depressed or anything. It's just like an an emo flavor into this. Nintendo story, which I, I love, um, adds a whole another dimension to it. Um, but yeah, just like being rebellious in a punk rock way, but like when your way of rebelling is playing Nintendo, it's so fun to me. Can't tell me what I can and can't do. I just want to play on my Nintendo. It makes me all warm and fuzzy. And yeah, I don't know if I mentioned, but like the person, somebody did actually set that record and did get three out of three weather Denkos. It's insane. You can go look up the clip. Yeah, that's what I have on that. Uh, I, I, I will. We will uh, link the summoning salt video in the description or the show notes. So if you want to watch like an hour long explanation on this journey that this person went on or that speed run, there's a narrative video that's incredibly fun. And I think we're both into speed running. Speed running community is so deep. I don't know a lot, a lot about it, but like, but like, damn. I mean, this is kind of getting off on a tangent, but Summoning Salt has made it accessible to more people. That yeah. creator has now allowed that community to have like a voice and make it set make sense to people like me who's like, what the fuck is happening here and why is this a thing? Um, but yeah, I think when you recommended me this song, I did know about the Summoning Salt video. I didn't connect those because I just didn't know the term weather tenko. And then once... I knew the lore of the song. I think I had a lot more appreciation for the song. And that's what I think we do, or I hope we do for people on this podcast, where we kind of talk about the songs instead of, and give them a new appreciation coming out of it. Um, so I urged Mike to be like, talk about Weather Tanko. You were going to talk about it anyway, but. I did do a little extra because you told me to, though. Yeah, because I think to me, that's that's what got me more invested in the song. I'm like, oh shit, like this is about this event. and. 
I mean, emo, punk, whatever you want to call it, and nerd nerddom just go great together in my head. So uh, it's that it's a perfect blend of opportunity there. And mains and monitors who uh, are the artists of the song deserve high praise because it's just a very entertaining song and it's eventful. There's a lot happening in it. And that, like you said, at the beginning of the song is very interesting. I thought it was summoning salt. I was going to ask you that if you didn't know that, or if you didn't say it. Um, So yeah, if you want to watch that very interesting take or listen to the song and just understand the frustration there is behind it's it's an allegory. It doesn't have to be speed running. It's like exactly. just trying over and over again on these like impossible tasks. Uh, it's yeah. it's a really good song. Uh, any last good thoughts? Stuff. No, I said all I need to say. Okay, my last song that I'm going to talk about is "Bird Tutorial" by Sydney Gish, uh, the girl who does not actually appear on her own song. Uh, she just plays the music in the. Or in this remix, uh, she's an American. Remix of like a, like some. Yeah, I, I got I, I got the information, bro. <laughs> uh, she's an American singer songwriter, uh, and one of her influences. This is just funny to me. Is the Drake and Josh soundtrack? So she's definitely part of our generation. <laughs> uh, you know, I never thought it could be so simple, but oh. I found a way. I found a way. I was like, what even is the Drake and Josh soundtrack? They're just talking I, about I, that. I assume it's the Drake Bell album. By the way, listen to Drake Bell's first album. It's amazing. That defined my childhood. It's actually a really good album. Separate from Drake and Josh, just Drake Bell's album. Anyway, uh, yeah, this song is a sampling of a 1950s parakeet training record by Hearts Mountain, a bird food manufacturer. That's so niche. That's so cool. Okay, so this is interesting because she had an AMA on Reddit. So she talked about like where she got her inspiration or whatever. And uh, it's it's from a site that just has like these old recordings and people just take them and sample them. And like all these Bandcamp SoundCloud people, like the people you like, um, that's where they find all these samplings on this site. And it'll be linked in the uh, show notes if you want to explore it. It's fascinating. It's just like old commercials and old movie clips that you hear in all these songs now. And they're just links and they just play them and you can download them. It's so that's where she found this sample or this, yeah, this sure what she used for a sample. But it feels like a broken record with someone playing guitar in a living room is my notes on this. It's unique and just I heard it once and was like, this is gone to the playlist because it's just like a weird song and weird and wonderful. Um, you got any final notes? No, I love this. I, uh, don't have much to say about it, but I listened to it a lot early quarantine when you recommended it, and I think it's really fun. I don't really have any uh, anything poignant to say about it, but that's yeah, it's, it speaks for itself, quite yeah. literally. Uh, it's a very interesting listen. Uh, it's so... not. It's not something I would like bump in my car. Like it's not a <laughs> follow me on Discord. What? Nothing. I was getting a Discord call. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> These would follow um, me on Discord. No, no, no. Um, yeah, no, I like this. Okay. So, week 11. Good week? Bad week? Your judge? Your judgment? Uh, week 11? This is a good week. Really good week. Okay. I think it's an okay week. It's my take on it. But 
you dominated this week on my top five. So yeah. my top five for week it's eleven is this week. four of your songs and one of mine. Um, I have two of yours, three of mine. Okay, so you definitely won, I think. But my top five: five is Time Adventure, four is The Whole World on You, which is a Tally Hall song, which we didn't talk about. I do have a little bit to say, but I skipped over because uh, time constraints. If you guys want us to go back and talk about songs and do deeper dives into them, tell us, and we'll go back and be like... Yeah, I just love Andrew Harwood's voice. It's so yeah, so if you want us to go back and talk about songs we're willing to, called like the Lost Episodes or like the Missing Tracks, we'll do that if you guys want us to, if we get enough requests. But Tally Hall song, great song. Highly recommend. Uh, three is three for three, Weather Tenko, I guess is how you say it. Three, uh, by three, three for three, I don't know. Yeah. By uh, mains and monitors. Uh, two is smile. No one cares how you feel. Got the Garchis. One is honeybee, which is okay. easily one of my yeah, favorites. I think that one. Good. Yeah, that one. Um, my top five for week eleven. Five bird tutorial. Oh no, no, I have one of yours for mine, which okay. I think is what you have, right? Yeah, yeah. Bird tutorials number five. Never meant four. Big business monkey three. Honeybee two, which is the winner, and weather tanko number one. Um. So I won at six five you right now. Coming back. Okay. Um okay. So week twelve, moving right along. It's good. Uh, I don't uh, have as much notes for this week. I don't know if you do. You said you might have. I have two songs and a basically that I want to talk about really. I have I have two and like one funny little thing. Okay, perfect. Um, uh actually I have 12. like one and like two funny little things. Yeah. This first one, I have like a. I don't really know if they're actual notes. Uh, week 12 is a big week in the fact that uh, this is the week we killed John Prine. Uh, so, week 12 is Fare Thee Well, John Prine. Uh, Fare Thee Well, in reference to the Stone Temple Pilot song, which we I do not have any notes on. So, we're not going to talk about that. But if you wondered where that came from, um, yeah, we'll get into it when we talk about John Prine, but I think the first song you're going to talk about, actually, is Stale Cupcakes. Yeah. So want... This is the first K.K. Slider song on the playlist. Epic. No, this is by Daigoro789, yep. some like, uh, YouTuber guy who does covers or something. I just wanted to find the cover of this. All I really want to say about this is that if Nintendo put music on their... let their music go onto streaming platforms... Jesus Christ, this place will be filled with Nintendo songs for me. Oh, yeah, it would be... It would be all I would recommend. It would be that, Origami Angel, and Mountain Goats would be the only songs we'd see on this playlist. Yeah. Uh, This is, like, my favorite uh, K.K. Slider song in Animal Crossing. Super nostalgic and melancholic. Um, I I wish I wrote down what my favorite K.K. Slider song was, but I don't remember what it was. Come back with it next week. Is this the one they play for your birthday? Probably. Okay, I think that was my favorite too. Still Cupcakes so. is the really sad one. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> That's all I really have to say about that. It Animal Crossing took over our lives at this point. Yeah, no, so. so we were both... I was playing Animal Crossing a lot, and I was listening to Still Cupcakes. It was probably a little sad too. Um, so I was like, I, I gotta find this somewhere, and somebody did a somewhat good cover of it that sounded like the original version, so... I threw it on the list. If you want to do the original version, buy Animal Crossing. It's a great game. Yeah. Uh, 
I haven't played it in like buy Animal months. Crossing or try and look it up for YouTube. Somebody from Nintendo might show up at your door <laughs> ready to subdue you, but DMCA for listening. Yeah, no, that's that's how Nintendo rules. Yeah, Nintendo, you're kind of assholes, honestly. But when it comes we, to their copyrighted stuff, I mean, I don't want to say anymore because, like, Shigeru Miyamoto might have a sniper up in the hill somewhere on me. But yeah, you said a name. Is that the CEO guy? You don't know Shigeru? He's the creator of like Mario and Donkey Kong. It's oh, like I the... guess I just didn't know his name. Oh. I would know his face if I saw him, but I don't know his name as well. Uh, anyway, Animal Crossing dominated our lives at this point so it makes yes, sense this is this is peak animal crossing time uh but my first song i want to talk about is take tonight by the family crest shout out to them they reached they liked our post on instagram so thank you uh, if you want to come on the podcast damn more people are liking our posts than yeah i, I mean if you tag people they'll they'll it's not like they like said anything they literally just put an emoji but it's like nice to just know that a band is like we see you yeah like Thanks That's for the, fun. thanks for like noticing us. But anyway, I want to come on the podcast. You're welcome. Orchestral indie rock band out of San Francisco. Uh, I just want to talk about them as a band because it's a very interesting idea. Uh, seven core members with hundreds of musicians contributing to live performances and recordings. Uh, they began as a in 2008 as a project to connect people through musical platform, like a family, family crest. And they used flyers, personal contacts, and Craigslist to recruit people to join. That's it's a lot just, of fun. That's cool. It's just like, yeah, I like. I want to be part of that. I would so fucking do I mean, that if I was. Just, sounds like you can be. I probably. I mean, they haven't released anything since 2018, but okay. they're on Instagram, so maybe they're planning to release. I think they're more of a live band, it seems, than anything else. This is called Part One, so the War Part One. So maybe Part Two will come out soon. Uh, the album that this song is on. Uh, but the main melody is an interesting thing because it sounds like the Stranger Things theme song. Uh, Feel that. Uh, it's the same exact notes except with the family crest. They sped, uh, they slowed it down and hit the note twice. It's literally how they changed it. So it's just interesting. I, when I first heard the song, I was like, is this Stranger Things? Because I heard it on some like recommended to me playlist. Um, so whenever it comes on, I think of Stranger Things. Not a great show to be compared to. Uh, but the bass is what really uh, makes this song stand out. Opening a song like that with the doom, doom, doom. It's just really interesting, and it makes it unique. And the orchestral parts, which is unheard of. It, it combines rock and like theater, which is like the perfect blend, I think, for like a movie soundtrack. So that's why I enjoy this kind of music. Um, do you have any thoughts on this, Mike? Not really. I know notes for this. Okay, well, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to make Mike's top five. Um, but it's I'll do an, I'm going to do another song because, again, switching shit up. Uh, Mike, uh, th- 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 out of order. So my next song that I'm going to talk about because it needs recognition is Pull It Together by The Greeting Committee. This song is so... It combines, like, funk and soul elements... Almost. But it also like sounds like a song that you would hear on the radio for some reason. Yeah, it, it could it could be played on the radio. It actually got their band got big because they got promoted on the radio, which actually sounds like they're from the forties. I don't think bands get pushed as much on radio now. It's TikTok, but 
it was interesting to read that that's how they got big is through their Kansas City, Missouri radio station. Um, not through this song, but through another song. But they're elements of like, it's the perfect motivator uh, to get all of the nonsense in your head out. That's actually a lyric from the song. Uh, the organ poundy away. Gotta love that organ. But it feels like one of those songs that comes on in the basement at a party and everybody recognizes and they're like, hey, like there's it's like that moment where everyone's yes. like getting hyped. No, this song, it feels like it's a popular song and it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not even like they're it's not even in their like top 10 on Spotify. And I'm like, this is like their best song. I've listened to a lot of their other stuff, too, since and I'm like this song doesn't get enough like love. This song deserves so much more because it's so different. Reminds me of Wolfpack, which is on this week, and I uh, really talk about. It. I like them a lot. A Wolfpack bit. is a really good band. I like yeah. them too. So, shout out to Wolf Wolfpack. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's like German almost. Um, I think it is German, but yeah, a song about a song about um, with a universal message: pull yourself together. And I remember hearing times. it at the time and being like very inspired and being like, "Wow, why is this actually?" Uh... Well, I mean, you got to take it in context. This was like week three of the pandemic at this point. Right. We don't, we're just like, we need to pull this together. We can get out of this if we all work together. Now it's been a year. <laughs> we didn't work together. We didn't pull together like we should have. This song could have changed shit, man. But sadly, we're a year. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, I can always do that. Uh I'd bring it down. Uh, do you want to talk about Smash? Okay. Say? Yeah. Um, so this is Seagull's song. I just wanted to say Smash by Starbomb, which is a, a comedy band that makes songs about video games. It'll have like a very uh, common formula for their songs. Where like there's one <laughs> character in a video game and then like uh, he's like being normal, and then Dan comes in and he's like playing another character who's all stupid and wacky and funny and then inappropriate usually. Um, I so listen, this is yeah, I listened to the song once and went Michael liked this, and then I I just okay. The, what I all I wanted to say about this is um, I can't believe you a didn't knew that I knew Starbomb. I can't believe that you be new Starbomb. <laughs> I didn't. I listened. Okay. It, was, it was recommended to me. I've, I've never listened to one song since this song. I mean, mainly I just wanted to point that out. I went through like a Starbomb phase a while ago, but I, I mean, like video game comedy music is what it is. It's not like. It's, it's, it's a just, good song. It's I guess so. advanced, but like, yeah, I would probably put it in my top five just to shout them out because I was happy that you recommended it. Well, I'm happy to oblige. Yeah. Uh, what's your next song? So I'm the, interested. the only other song I wanted to talk about was "Doctor My Eyes" by Jackson Brown. Oh, because that's, that's at the bottom. Yeah. So let me let me first off shout out to Stacy's mom. I'm not talking about it just because everyone knows that song. I feel like it's like defined the '90s. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs. And for shouting out right stuff. Yeah. Um, I love "When I Was a Boy" by uh, what is it? How the fuck did I forget? ELO. ELO. I, I was gonna say like EGM or something. I didn't want to mess no, it up. ELO. Um, Electric Light Orchestra. I just—it's the perfect like movie theater slash store aesthetic song. Um, I always get it confused with Beyonce's "I Was a Boy" when I was yeah. a boy. 
or very similar. Uh, today, today by Jack Stauber. Watch the original animation. Comfy rainy day vibes. Um, Pre TikTok Jack Stauber recognition from me, and he's just really talented. That's all I have to say about. I remember you getting too. pissed that he's a TikTok star now. Yes, I just yeah. <laughs> TikTok ruins Mike's music. Uh, anyway, <laughs> could be a conversation for next episode when we talk about TikToks. Uh, oh, we're doing that confirmed. Maybe we can do a bonus episode. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Our Patreon okay. supporters. Yeah, Patreon support us. Uh, if you want to give us money, uh, we'll start a Patreon. So, John Prine, this is the crux of this episode. We killed John Prine. We mentioned this in our <laughs> trailer for this podcast. This is the first musician we accidentally killed. Uh, if I can find the 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 text that Mike sent about a week after I recommended this song that said, I think we killed John Prine. I was dying laughing when I saw that because <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's such a weird song and like a niche like country thing. And I really love Egg and Daughter Night. Okay. So my <laughs> how I found this song is we were playing Animal Crossing, me and Mike. And I said, I'm going to recommend an egg song because the egg event was going on. And I literally searched in Spotify, egg. And this was the first song that came up. And it's really good. Why is it so good? Yeah, this song is actually amazing. Like yeah. it's, but to to combine death and Animal Crossing is hilarious. And there's two Animal Crossing themed. Oh, songs. you could have called this episode "Death John Prine and Animal Crossing." Yeah, we could still call this episode that, but that this playlist is called something else. Uh, yeah, this is a weird song. <laughs> I tried to figure it out. Uh. But I mean, there's a there's a day when the farmers bring their daughters and they all put their eggs together or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like... he, no, they take him to the roller rink and then he, the kids are outside combing their hair and it's like you know what you're thinking, like oh, dirty thoughts and shit like that. And then blame it on Crazy Bone. Uh, so by the way, I didn't oh, even introduce bone. the name of the song. The name of the song is Egg and Daughter Night, Lincoln, Nebraska, 1967. In parentheses, Crazy Bone by John Prine. Uh, this was his last album too before he died. Uh, by the way, he died uh, from COVID complications uh, a week after we recommended this song. Um, so R.I.P. John. We have another John Prine next week, like one of his older songs. We too, because Mike died. Mike decided like he liked John Prine, which I'm happy to introduce you to John Prine. No, he's great. Uh, he'd been I performing like since 1971. This uh, and he. This album was released in 2018. So, what is the crazy bone? What does that mean? I don't know. I think it's like a maybe a sense of humor oh. is my oh. best guess. But yeah, he'd been performing since 1971. He was hugely in influential in his songwriting ability with humorous style of original music and that had elements of protest and social commentary. Uh, yeah, I mean, this song isn't complicated and musically, but the lyrics are very well thought out. Um, so it's it's funny how this song came to be on this playlist, as, and I enjoy it a lot now. But it came to be on this playlist because I searched up the word "egg," and it just happened to be the first one. And then John Prine dies like a week later. Uh, we will later do that to some other famous artist that Mike kills off. So, uh, but that's way down the line. Mike's I don't know if Mike remembers who that is. No, I know. Okay. Um. And my song before Mike goes on to Dr. Mike. Actually, no, Mike, you do your song, then I'm gonna do my final okay, song. Okay, I have I don't have a ton of this. Um Dr. My Eyes by Jackson Brown. 
Sigal, which genre is this song? Because I don't, I could not place it. Folk rock. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. This is like a, a song that I heard from my dad. Um, this is like the old music I like, where it's just like super comfy. I can just imagine listening to it in like a someone's house in like the sixties or something. Seventies. I love yeah. this song a lot. What? Seventy-two. Oh, so that was close. Yeah. Close. Um, I don't think it's the, it's the lyrics are like brilliant, but it's like it's nice and it's not super deep. Uh, you know. I don't. Yeah. Do I know? Oh, no. uh, <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah. Shout out Justin oh, okay. Brown. Uh, yeah, Justin Brown is hugely influential on music in the seventies. Uh, I didn't realize he was big. I thought this was just like a it was like a smaller thing. He's less known, surprisingly. He's he's just one of those guys that has albums that are very influential. I thought this was going to be one of your only Rolling Stones top five hundred songs. It's not on the Rolling Stones top five hundred. I'm shocked. Wait, by you that. thought this was going to be on it? I thought this was like a small song. Huh. No, no, no. Jackson Brown's very influential. I, I'm surprised he didn't make that list. Uh, I, probably less known. He's a like really American artist. He's not internationally as like acclaimed. I think. I think. Oh no, he was big in Australia too. I think. Anyway, uh, it's an interesting song. Whenever you recommend a classic rock song, I'm like, cool. I'm down for this. I hadn't like really. I heard this song before, but not like really listen to it so it was very i like this song a lot glad you like it i love this one my final song to round out this week and it's perfect is friend by daisy the great uh very simple song perfectly encapsulates this uh my sentiments for the few first few weeks of the pandemic and now hopefully nearing the end uh as the of the pandemic and the lyrics that really speak and are really the only lyrics in the whole song just repeated by the two different artists are I'm still inside thinking if we all don't die, I'll be better when we go outside again. I won't be such a shit friend. I'll see you when I can. I will. I mean, shit forever. That's how we're all that's feeling little, still. Little us on the nose. I mean, this song literally came out the that fourth week of the pandemic like it was yeah. released and i put it on the playlist because it was like this is how i feel right now um this is my sermon so yeah i mean it's a it's like a minute long song it's very sound cloudy like they just produced it put it out raw um i think it's perfect perfect way to end this playlist and perfect way to think about going into the future with this pandemic and hopefully the end just be better when when we could see everyone when we could see everyone again. Yeah, it'll be better. Just, just a little while longer, Texas. Put your fucking mask back on. Okay, sorry, I'm just mad at Texas. Um, Texas is bugging. Texas is fucking stupid. Right. Anyway, five? week twelve, top five. Fare thee well, John Prine. Uh, my number five is John Prine. Egg and daughter night. Blah 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 blah. Uh, four is Doctor My Eyes by Jackson Brown. Uh, three is Stacy's Mom by Fountains Wayne. Again, didn't talk about it. Great song though. Highly recommend. Two, Pull It Together by uh, a Greeting Committee, and one is Take Tonight by Family Crest. Cool. Um, my top five. I have Smash at five. 
stale cupcakes at four, egg and daughter night at three, pull it together at two, which will be the winner. Okay. And Dr. My Eyes at one. I I appreciate, Mike, that you have Dr. My Eyes at one. Because yeah. it's good to see classic rock at number one. <laughs> I do really, I just love that song. Uh, no complaints from my end. Yeah. I will take the lead, though. I, I, I will play it. I will stay ahead. I'll take. Yeah, you're seven five right now. It's not a competition, but I'll take it. (laughs) We have to come Um, up with some sort of prize with whoever's winning by the end. That's a slippery slope because I could just be like, I'm just going to put mine higher. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've I've been good so far about being genuine about not just putting my stuff. I mean, week eleven was mostly your music, so you had a good chance of winning. Um, but anyway. That has been this new format of JM Radio. Maybe I'll put new in the title to make it pop in your feeds. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Let us know. I'll put a poll up on Instagram and all our social medias at JM Radio Pod. If you like this new format, let us know on the stories poll thing. Um, also, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Share. Share with the music people you know. If it's a friend who just wants to listen to new music and then listen to two idiots talk about the music, I'll self I'll, okay, one idiot and Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, let them know so they can hear us, our beautiful Stephen Merritt esque voices, talk about uh, all this music. Uh, we want to share these bands any way we can. So, and, and just like it's music, it's universal. So, share the podcast. And again, at, at Jam Radio Pod, all social medias, give us a follow if you want to keep up to date with the playlists. Uh, again, week 13 and 14 will be in the description if you want to listen to the next two weeks because we're bi weekly now. So, no podcast next week. But anyway, Mike, it's been a pleasure as always. Been a good episode. And uh, yeah, I think this new format should work. We'll see how we like good. it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how we like it. See how I edit it. Uh, and anyway, uh, do you want to? Uh, God, Three. do you want to fucking do the thing? All right, countdown. Yep. Three, two, one. You got. You some got some listening to do. do. How'd that sound? That sounded perfect on my okay. end. Because on my end, I sounded early, and you sounded out. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Let's see how it sounds in the recording. Bye, everyone. Peace out. <laughs>